using virtual reality to combat isolation in the aging space. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Truebill. Get control of your subscriptions at truebill.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, if I had been able to go to CES this year and I had walked by the Rendever table, this is someplace that I would definitely have stopped because I think it's very intriguing, especially in today's world where we're talking virtual reality, augmented reality, metaverse, and all that. I'd like to welcome Kyle Rand, the CEO and co and founder of Rendever, um, to Mac Voices to tell us about it. Kyle, thank you for uh, for taking some time to talk to us. Chuck, thanks so much for having having me here. I wish we were together in Vegas, but this works too. Yeah, I know that's that's what we're saying a lot right now. But um, I think I think just the idea of everybody trying to stay healthy so we can get there next year that's that's our objective. That's the objective. And you know what's great about that objective is everybody's really gotten into this concept of the metaverse and this concept of VR. So it's been really, really great for me and our company. Well, I, I had that impression from what I know about Rendever simply because, I mean, the you know, metaverse right now is, a, is, is kind of the buzzword. Um, VR has been around for so long and everybody's waiting to see the applications for it. And I'm not sure, but I think you guys may be on the the front edge of actual real practical applications. Tell us about Rendever. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you phrased it that way because you know, we as a company, we were founded five and a half years ago. And five and a half years ago, where we were as a VR industry, that's right around the same time that the New York Times had just shipped out all those cardboard viewers to all their subscribers. And everybody got to have their, for a lot of people, is their first experience in VR, putting this piece of cardboard up against your face with your phone put into it and getting probably a little bit of vertigo as you looked around on whatever New York Times experience that they had. Um, and so what was really interesting is everybody, as we were getting started, had just had that experience and it was new, it was exciting. And we were here being like, we actually think that this technology, what you just tried, is the perfect application, the perfect tool for the aging process. And in the beginning, we got a lot of, hmm, I'm not really sure I believe you. You know, this piece of cardboard is, is something, but how exactly is that going to help with aging? And it was, you know, that that's when we really realized that as a company, we needed to focus on this core issue of social isolation and educating the masses on what social isolation is. And I'm, I'm happy to dig into the data a little bit with you, Chuck, but I think at this point in the world, everybody has had an opportunity to experience what it means to be isolated and understands just how negative it can be. And so I feel like we're at this really beautiful uh, kind of shift in society where, Hopefully, again, next year, we're all together for CES. We're all in Vegas. We're all like starting to come out of the pandemic shell, fingers crossed, soon. Uh, but what's beautiful is that now that we've all experienced isolation, we all have an opportunity to have a really deep, empathetic understanding of some of the dangers that can happen when someone becomes isolated. And when you look specifically at the aging demographic, prolonged social isolation leads to you know, the obvious things that many people have experienced, depression, anxiety. But within the aging population, it also leads to a really significant increase in risk of heart disease and risk of stroke, leads to a 50% increase in risk of dementia, uh, immunosuppression, which is obviously terrible. Uh, there, there's really, it's a, it's a dangerous host of comorbidities. And it all together, it creates a 30% increase in mortality rates for this demographic. 
And so when you stop and think about it, like we all understand how bad social isolation is, but it's actually leading to higher risks of death for our grandparents. And that's not okay. So what we see is VR and the, the biggest opportunity in this technology is it's this, you know, amazing piece of hardware where you put that headset on, you can go anywhere in the world and you can do anything. And that means that you can open up the worlds of somebody who, for whatever reason, during their aging process, that their world is shrunk. And that just has created a myriad of opportunities of excitement. And uh, I'm I'm really just excited about where VR is going and a lot of the impact that we've already had. Whenever there's a strange intersection of technology and aging. Um, And that was one of the things I, I loved about going to past CESs seeing the, the technology people trying to address some of those challenges in some ways some some of the some of the things they were developing were pretty good some of them were like you got to be kidding right um because the the younger of the generation right now the more tech savvy so when we start to move into the category that you would be addressing with aging a lot of those folks are not tech savvy and so there's there's a deep distrust there's a concern over, oh my, I might break it. Um, and then there's the, just the, you know, I don't know anything about it and I don't want to touch it. And so I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of pushback you get when you try to approach someone that would be in the aging category and show them some of these things. Do they welcome them? Are they afraid of them? How's that playing out? So here, look, I've, I've worked with seniors pretty much my whole life. I grew up volunteering in communities. I, I studied cognitive decline in the aging population. And I've been growing this company for the past six years, and we're very much at the intersection of cutting edge technology and the aging demographic. And here's what I've learned. It's that the reason this stereotype exists is it primarily comes down to the fact that if you introduce a product, it could be technology, it could be not technology. If you introduce a product to this demographic that has an entire lifetime worth of experience, knowledge, know-how, and whatever the approach to the interface, the user experience is, creates opportunity to get frustrated and to not automatically understand exactly how it works, you're creating uh, like an opportunity for them to immediately discard it, right? For, For someone to say, you know what? No, I'm frustrated by this. I don't understand how it works. I don't like how it makes me feel that I don't know how it works. And that's really when you get people to push things away. So the approach that we took was we removed the interface from the end user. And, you know, VR, especially, again, five and a half years ago, now it's, it's a little bit more intuitive, but, and as hand tracking comes out, it's going to get more and more intuitive. But five and a half years ago, it was clunky. It was just all around clunky. It was hard to get set up. Like, uh, it, was, it was still early. And the moment that we realized that we wanted to do this, we started doing some in-person tests and bringing these headsets to people. And when we tried to allow them to just like figure it out, it was that it was, they were, they were pushing the technology away. Like, no, we can't figure this out. We don't really understand. We don't want to do this. But then if we intervened and we got the headset ready, we got them in the experience and just put the headset on, then what they were able to focus on was the actual experience, right? The, the actual like virtual experience. And that's when we saw, you know, the headset would go on and people would just smile. And they would start laughing and they would start talking. And by removing that interface, we removed the risk for frustration and we let them focus on what matters. And to me, that's that's really the magic. And that's the magic of how to introduce any new technology. It's just trying to figure out what is the most frictionless way. Uh, and for us, the most frictionless way was to remove uh, 
to remove the interface. And so what we did was we created a tablet controller where staff members or volunteers or family members, they had a tablet, touchscreen tablet, where they could go in and pretty much, if you know how to use a smartphone, you can launch a group VR session on Rendever, which is a pretty cool usability opportunity and success. That that's really interesting, and and please do not take this wrong. Because, but I'm trying, I guess, to draw an analogy. But this sounds almost like a, um, a a TV show, where the individual is getting to experience what somebody else is is directing them to or throwing at them, as opposed to what you and I probably would want to do. It's like, okay, I put on the VR headset, and now I want to reach out and grab something and manipulate it. They is that is that a fair analogy? No, so it, it's a fair analogy, but it, it means that I'm not doing my job in educating you on exactly what the impact is. Okay, so, sorry about that. No, no, no that's me. I, I need to do a better job. So we're actually really, really keen on making sure that people understand that VR isn't entertainment for this demographic. And that's not what we're doing, right? Like you don't cure social isolation by giving people more opportunities to ingest entertainment and ingest content. What we've done is we've created this platform in a way where we really focus on the experience. And for us, the experience needs to be social. So it's not just one person putting on a headset and then going and watching an hour of a 360 video or a, three, a set of 360 experiences, but rather every single experience is done and created and curated in a way in which it creates dialogue. And so with Rendever and with our senior living community partners, they'll bring people together. They'll have them sit, you know, on couches next to each other, on chairs next to each other during the pandemic in their own rooms with voice communication turned on through their headsets. And you would have four to six to 10 people all experiencing the same thing at the same time, which means that if you're going to go on a walking tour of Paris, all of those people are going to go and they're going to stand on top of the Eiffel Tower and they're going to look out over the city of Paris and share stories and talk about, you know, wh- wh- when they got to go and visit Paris or when they were young and falling in love. Um, and so it's all, everything that we do, every single experience is curated and it's crafted in a way that gets people to talk about it and emote and connect. And one of the really key features for us is on that tablet application, right? If I'm a caregiver, I'm not just pressing play, but when the experience is happening, we have a conversational platform on top that gives the caregiver, gives the user, gives the uh, senior living staff member a script and conversational prompts and dialogue prompts to get people to talk. So they're actually leading and prompting and promoting a conversation. So what we really say is that the power of VR here is that it's not something that's cool or unique or like unique or fun. Like yes, it is all of those things, but more importantly, it's experiential. And because it's experiential and because people are doing it together, you're going to have people reacting to those experiences together. So you'll have people laugh together. You'll have people smile at the same time. You'll even have people reach out at the same time and, you know, potentially accidentally like clap hands or, or high five each other. Like I've seen that happen uh, on a Mardi Gras parade experience. And what happens is those little micro moments of experience together cultivate an opportunity to build a bigger conversation and use that conversation to actually create a relationship. And it might sound super far-fetched, but uh, we learned early on that really the magic of Rendever happens when the headset comes off and people have just had these set of experiences and they're sitting together, they continue to talk. And uh, we, one of the first things we did was we did a study with MIT Age Lab and Benchmark Senior Living, who's a big operator here, and we studied people doing daily group VR sessions using Rendever. And what we found is after just two weeks, 
of daily group sessions, there were statistically significant decreases in depression scores and increases in multiple measures of social health. Most interestingly, people started to trust each other more, which when you think about what we're doing, we're, we're here to create authentic relationships and trust is such a key element of those relationships. So again, it all boils back down to yes, VR is fun. Yes, VR is entertaining, but what we're delivering on our endeavors, we're delivering experiences that get people to connect. First of all, I apologize if I, I, I probably didn't communicate it properly. What, what I meant was the idea that, um, and you, you explained it in more detail, that, okay, it's, it's not something that, that, well, to go back to your original comments, there's no interface to learn. You know, the tour maybe starts out guided, or but but it is a group activity, um, and and that that that's really intriguing to me, and and especially the interaction, and then the results you're seeing after the headsets come off. Um, you know, that that's that's kind of amazing. I know we were really excited by those by those early results, and and that's led us to really. And this is important for the VR industry in general is there, there's a lot of research that we can do in understanding what this technology does because it's so immersive. I think that there's the, the, the possibilities are endless, right? And that's why I think people get so excited about the metaverse right now. But what, it's been really important for us that we continue to study the impact of this technology on this demographic in particular. And uh, we were actually just awarded a phase two clinical trial uh, from the NIH National Institute on Aging to really look at what happens when you empower this demographic to connect and build and share these experiences with their adult children? Um, and how can we really use VR to create a sense of virtual family engagement that allows relationships that have been longstanding that are now different because of physical distance uh, to really continue to flourish and, and impact both parties? Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Truebill. Get control of your subscriptions at truebill.com slash macvoices. Do you know how much you spend on subscriptions last year? I bet you don't. I also bet you would be surprised and perhaps a little shocked at that number. Most of us think we spend about $80 each month when the truth is more like $200. Let's get those subscriptions under control with Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, need, or simply forgot about. See all your subscriptions in one place, keep what you want, and cancel the rest, right from the app. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. No difficult conversations with those pesky humans who are trying to talk you into not canceling. Start canceling your unused subscriptions today at Truebill.com slash MacVoices. Go right now, Truebill.com slash MacVoices. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash MacVoices. Thanks to Truebill for their support of MacVoices. I, I do get concerned at times about the, the phrase metaverse um, being being adopted in a limited fashion when it seems to, to, to mean so much. The metaverse means something to a business person in one way, to the group that you're working with in another, to a sports arena or sports area in another. So, you know, I think the more conversations like this we have to help better understand VR and its applications and whatever the metaverse is going to be or is, um, it, it definitely helps. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think the one thing that I like to really think about when I think about VR, and, you know, as I listen in on all, all these people who are relatively new to the field talking about the metaverse, I think the one thing that really shines for me and I hope stays true is more and more 
people get involved is what VR does is it just creates infinite possibility and infinite opportunity. And the opportunity to impact people and to change people's lives through opening the door using this technology and allowing them to experience a world that they otherwise couldn't, there, there's so much good that can be done with it. And so I hope that as this trend rises, we really focus on the opportunistic side. Yeah. Well, the idea that you're, you're taking, you're taking the virtual reality thing that um, a lot of us would enjoy and, and you're, you're integrating that social aspect of it in, which for your target audience is, is extra important. Um, I, I think that, that definitely takes away some of the, the fear, if you will, or maybe the potential rejection because they're going to be doing it in a group and hopefully they're doing it in a group with people they already know or at least are acquainted with. So that, that, or that's kind really of get acquainted with. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's well said. Yeah. Um, how are you deploying this? Is it done on an, uh, on an individual basis or are you working with um, resident facilities or how, how are you approaching that? Yeah, it's a great question. So we primarily work with in enterprise settings. We work with senior living communities. We work with hospice organizations. We work with healthcare organizations, places where, you know, there is a, a point of care. There's a point of care delivery and there's an opportunity to transition a little bit in how we think about, you know, the aging process shouldn't be 100% oriented towards healthcare. It should be oriented towards experience too. And so uh, we, we work at in those settings because there's huge opportunity to just kind of shift and need there. And we found that, Unfortunately, isolation rates are really, really high, even within senior living communities. And I think that ultimately goes down to the fact that prior to you know, five, 10 years ago, there weren't a ton of technology companies that were focused on this industry. And we saw a huge opportunity to, to lead here and to lead within a mentality and a mindset that the aging process can and should be fun and should be experiential. And that's what we're doing. And we're doing it in a way that is also improving lives. So now we've got an idea of, of what you do. So what's new? What were you showing at, or excuse me, what would you have been showing at CES had we all been there? So uh, what I'm really excited. So we officially launched our newest platform, which is called Rendever Fit. So I was really excited to be there at CES because uh, we've been doing demos uh, on the download, obviously, with senior learning communities uh, over the past year. And they are so fun. Like getting people to try or never fit for the first time is really, really fun. So I was really looking forward to uh, getting the CEO show floor, get, giving those same opportunities. But I guess it'll have to wait for next year. But so what Rendever Fit is, is it's, it's kind of the next step evolution in our overall ecosystem approach to changing the way we age. Right. So we have we have our uh, engagement platform that really creates all sorts of things like we didn't even talk about the experiences and all the features like I could, we could spend hours just talking about what you can really do with Friendever. Um, but as we think about kind of the future of aging, a big part of it is like there, there is a physical health element. And, uh, you know, my, my mom when she was working was a physical therapist at uh, within the senior living space. Like I'll never forget being a kid and visiting her and like seeing the equipment that she used. And a lot of it really hasn't changed to today. And if you go into a senior living community nowadays, like, and you go and you find the physical fitness area, they're frequently deserted and they're frequently deserted because they look like you're going to get therapy. 
And again, for us, the opportunity to age, the opportunity to age in a meaningful way can't be fun and should be fun. And what VR does is it allows it to be fun and enables that. So we built a platform that utilizes the same technology that we're already using on the engagement side to create a sense of uh, an opportunity for physical exercise that goes beyond just physical exercise and then integrates cognitive stimulation. So you have cognitive tasks associated with every single module that we have. And it leverages the same social backbone that has that driven our entire company over the past five and a half years. So we're, we're integrating these three kind of modalities of physical exercise, cognitive stimulation, and social engagement. And research shows that you, know, you put two of those things together and the results on both sides go up. So putting all three of them together is a really, really exciting opportunity. Uh, and as I said in the beginning, it's just fun to do. That's, that's great. I mean, I, I, this is so important. And I think it's from what I'm hearing and, and what I know of it, um, you probably have a better success, a chance of success than most um, with, with the fact that you are addressing a real need, but you're addressing it in, in I think, a realistic way um, and a holistic way as opposed to a technological way. Mm-hmm. And in a human-driven way, I think that's that, that's really important. Is you know, it's always been important, but increasingly so over the past two years. I think the the human side of product development and the human side of company development is is so incredibly important. And I'll say that again. I've been working this in this space for a long time, but one of the best things has been like the hiring as a company and hiring people and looking for people who are really aligned towards improving the lives of this demographic. What's magical is that everybody is tied to the aging experience, whether or not it's through a personal relationship or even just the fact that we are all hopefully going to grow older. We all have some buy-in into what what the aging process can and should look like. And uh, having a team that's so aligned is just, it's it's incredible. I really love my job. It, it shows. Uh, sorry, uh, you don't go and play poker in Vegas. You'll, you'll lose because it's... <laughs> Very obvious, you know, how, how your passion runs. Um, let me go j- just a little bit geeky for a minute, um, since th- that's what this show really is. Um, so what does your hardware look like? And I mean, by that, not just the physical appearance, but what's driving it in the background? What what do you need or what uh, does a facility that maybe wants to work with you need to invest in before they can implement Yeah, that's a great question. So it's really important to know that as a company, we are full service. So we provide everything. So any community that wants to work with us, we're going to do it all. We're going to make sure that they're all set up with everything they need to do. From a technology infrastructure perspective, everything that is behind Rendever is custom built. It's all, it's all, you know, even the tooling, the backend, the analytics, like everything is custom built. The only thing that we don't build in-house is the hardware itself. So obviously over the past five and a half years, we've we've worked with a whole host of hardware providers ranging from Samsung to Facebook slash Meta to today our our hardware provider of choice is Pico. Um, And so when a community gets set up and they're looking to roll out Rendever, they'll reach out to us. We'll get them set up with however many headsets they need. We typically see on average community starting with about six headsets. and they're all loaded with the entire Rendever platform infrastructure, and then they're 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 just ready to go. We do we do a full like ninety day onboarding program to make sure that they feel really comfortable utilizing every single component. And during those ninety days, it's an opportunity for us to make sure that they understand like they're not just using VR. 
right? We never want someone to think they're just using VR, but they're creating these social experiences in VR. And so we focus a lot on that mindset development as well. I, I love the the fact that you say that's one of the key things in your in your onboarding is you know that it's not VR, it's social experience. That's the way you get around that that fear or concern of tech by making it a social experience. And that's something that a lot of companies, a lot of, of a lot of us that are enthusiastic about technology could probably learn from you. That you know, stop talking about the megahertz and the terabytes and all that and just talk about the experience. The experience and, and the impact and how that aligns with the human and the purpose. Well said. Well said. Uh, the website where folks can go to learn more. Yeah, come check us out on Rendever.com. All of our social channels are Rendever, Rendever Health. And uh, we're, I think the best part of our company is that because we work with so many senior living communities and organizations and healthcare groups, we get constant stories and photos and videos of how this technology is impacting this really incredible demographic. And we share them all over the place. So please, please uh, follow us and hear all of our, all of our stories. Excellent. Kyle, CEO and um, founder of Rendever, thank you so much for the time and, and this the peek inside something that probably we're all going to end up doing one way or another at some point in our lives or another. I hope so. I hope so. Thanks so much, Chuck. Thank you. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. If you folks, if you have an aging parent or someone aging in your family, um, this might be something you want to take a good hard look at. And definitely if you have a family member in a facility of some kind, maybe you want to show this interview to that facility. Maybe we can get them involved. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.